Welcome to the Daily Disciples Podcast with Tony Lee Adamson. Real and raw conversations dealing with life and spirituality. God so loved the world, but do we realize that he still does? God uses people's stories to encourage and enlighten us to continue growing, learning, and living with hope. Here, you will find the love of God speaking to you through the stories of others. Thank you for joining us today. Hello, this is Tony Lee Adamson, and we are continuing our topic of conversations with God. And today we're actually going to go through an acronym called PRAY, P-R-A-Y, to address how to pray. Uh, Yesterday, or the last episode, let me put it that way, we learned from Luke 11, how Jesus taught his disciples to pray. And Jesus started with, Father, hallowed be your name, or God, you are to be honored. You are to be praised. We thank you that you are God and you are so much greater than us. Then it changes the context of prayer from God the Father to us and us asking for requests, asking to be forgiven, asking us for the ability to forgive. Now, if you've studied the Bible at all, you will notice that there are many people's prayers written in the Old Testament as well as the New Testament. So in the Old Testament, there's David, of course, and Nehemiah and Ezra. There's um, like people's relationships with God continuing to show forth Moses and how he talked to God face to face. And it wasn't face to face. It was just, you know, just audibly together. Uh, No one can see God and live. And so Moses did not see God. He saw the backside of God when he walked across. But we do learn a lot about prayer and how Moses talked with God. We also learn about prayer through Abraham as he is called the friend of God or the father of our faith because he became friends with God. Then Jesus tells us, I no longer call you servants. I now call you friends. So what is it to actually pray and to keep the right perspective while we're praying? I think that's key. It's it's understanding that God is in heaven and we are on earth. So let our words be few. And, and uh, that's from Ecclesiastes. There's another one that says, don't be hasty in your heart to utter anything quickly or hastily before God because he hears our words and we are accountable for things that we think and we say. The issue is God knows the thoughts, intents, and attitudes of our heart. So it is best to stay in relationship or conversation with God to make sure that we are aligning with things that someday we will be held accountable for. Jesus said every spoken word will give an account, which, ugh, The idea of sometimes I think of the internet and like all the files and all the YouTube channels and all, you know, all the, all the, um, the sites that we have and gosh, is the internet limitless for content. But then I think of God holding everybody accountable for every spoken word. And he is far greater than the internet. Let me, let's just start there. So let's begin with how to, how to pray. 
I don't know about you, but um, I was taught how to pray in the Catholic Church, and they were they were repetitive prayers. Like um, I did the the one Our Father, of course, who art in heaven. We learned that one. Then we also learned the one um, about Mary, and then uh, I also new glory be to the father the son the holy spirit i mean there were just certain prayers that to this day if i walked into a catholic church i still have them memorized but jesus tells us to not be like the religious leaders of his time that have uh that use a lot of repetition in their prayers but but be heart to heart or get real with god which was our last podcast like get real look at god as our daddy someone that that wants to be in our daily lives as we ask him for our daily bread so i found myself a lot of times when i was young praying those repetitive prayers because they put me to sleep right it's like they're peaceful and they kind of become like a mantra they just say it over and over and over and you know it by heart so your heart isn't in it anymore and it just puts me to sleep well that's not the kind of relationship God wants us to have with him. Jesus didn't come to earth so that we can just say a bunch of repetitive prayers that um, a church wrote out for us or our founding fathers. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, they are, they are, I mean, I went to seminary and I know how important the creeds are. I know how important that the, uh, what the, our church fathers did to lay a foundation for us to have a relationship with the Lord. And I am thankful for it. But when we're talking about conversations with God or prayer, God wants to be intimate. The first book Bobby and I wrote was called In Intimacy with God. And the reason why we wrote it was because God is up close and personal. I mean, the Holy Spirit dwells in us. That means wherever we go, wherever we go, if we're in a bar, Jesus is with us there. I mean, because wherever we go, God goes too. So we are no longer going, we don't need to go to church to find God. Because when we come to Jesus, Jesus now makes his home in our hearts. He dwells with us. So we can't be separated from God any longer. And sometimes I don't think we realize that, that even when we don't feel like we're walking with God or we don't want to concentrate on God because we know the choices we're making and the decisions we're doing are not great, we still have God dwelling with us. I mean, that is one of the privileges of what Jesus did. That is what grace is. Grace means that, that we are covered that we can be in relationship with God. Uh, and a lot of times I don't even think we realize we know that we're hurting ourselves uh, on, on a daily basis or that we're sinning. Sin just means we hurt ourselves, which hurts God's heart totally. And, and it causes a separation of darkness, a death of our hopes, our dreams, our, our goals. And God doesn't want that for us. He wants us to have life and life abundantly. And a, of course, that's according to his definition. So we're going to talk about P-R-A-Y, or the acronym PRAY. And the P is praise, like Father, hallowed be thy name. The R is repent, 
Because just because we repented once and asked Jesus to come into our lives doesn't mean that we are that we stop actively repenting. Then the A is ask, which is what we saw in Luke 11 in the last podcast. And then the Y is God's will or your will, Lord, or to yield to the Lord's will. And to me, that really is thanks. Like I might've asked you yesterday, God, for this to happen, but instead this happened and it's so much better. So I'm thanking you and yielding to your will being so much better than mine. You know, because of course we offer God suggestions of how to answer our prayers. I mean, even Abraham did that when he was interceding for Lot and, uh, and God's going to do what's best. He just is. So we do have to yield to him. And sometimes hearing no or not now or wait is still a part of his answer. Okay, so let's start with P. And I have my Bible open to Psalm 9. And Psalm 9 says things like, Lord, you live and reign forever. You established your throne on high. You will judge the world in righteousness. You will govern the people with justice. Lord, you are our refuge for the oppressed. You are a stronghold in times of trouble. Lord, we can trust in you and sing praises to you. So if you just took Psalm 9, you can use the P in prayer for praise. And why do we start with praise? Because it lets us know that God's perspective is so much greater than ours that we are the created being. And even Satan, the devil, is a created being. And that God's will will be accomplished. His will will be done. And we can trust him. So when we start praising God, oh, like I say things like, oh, Lord, you are the creator of every living thing. Oh, God, you are the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. Oh God, it's you have who have formed the heavens and the earth. You are the one that with the blast of your of your voice can lay bare the ocean floor. I mean, you know every grand of sand on the beaches. You can, you know, uh, cause um, rivers in the desert. You can lift up mountains and flatten them you like it's just understanding the greatness and the bigness of god which puts him immediately in perspective that his will is best his way is best his way is eternal and i need to fall in line so praising god like even in revelation 4 the elders around the throne throw themselves down and say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. That's a great way to open up your prayers. Like you are holy or God is whole. He is wholeness. There are no holes in God. He is not in a self-help group. He does not need our opinion. He is, he is alone, worthy and holy and sufficient. And he's faithful. So we start with praise because it makes the funnel really big up top as we narrow it down. Okay. Then the next part is repentance. Because when, when we do fall on our face and say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. 
all of a sudden we realize that he is a perfect, blameless, faithful God. And we are just little people who, you know, are, are saying things that we shouldn't have said all the time, who are thinking things that we shouldn't have thought of, who get angry and vengeful, who become impulsive, who don't have a lot of self-control, you know, who are not kind always, who get frustrated on, on the roads when we're in traffic. I mean, think of all the ways we just fall short. So next comes repentance and really asking the Lord to bring to our minds the things that we have hurt him and hurt others. Like asking the Lord, tell me what you want me to repent from. And it could be so many things. I mean, obviously there are things that come to our mind right away that, you know, we were, we were short-tempered with the coworker or, you know, we're, we're talking trash in our mind about our boss or um, we went to church and didn't like the pastor's sermon. I mean, there's so, there's so many things that we could end up repenting for, you know, from the little things to the, to the big things, but asking the Lord to just help us and just saying, Lord, you know, forgive me of my sins. I know that I have fallen short in so many ways. And, and I just ask you that you cleanse me, give me a pure heart that when I come to you and ask that I'm in alignment with you, because Lord, I want to see you work in my life. I want to know that I'm aligned up with your will. I want to see heaven enfold on earth. I want to see your will on earth as it is in heaven. And I want to be a part of it. I want to be a part of, of knowing you, encountering you, sharing you. And, and I don't want anything to get in the way of that. So Lord, I repent or I say, I'm sorry for doing things that were according to my will instead of yours. And, and that's what the R is. So P is praise. R is repent. And then A is ask. And Luke 11 says, ask, seek, and knock. Ask. And uh, and Jesus even says, if you ask, if a son asks his father for a fish, will he, will the father give him a snake instead? Or if the son asks for an egg from his father, will he give him a scorpion? And then Jesus goes on and says, if you then who are evil, like in other words, you do, we do fall short. We do need to repent. We, we do know the ways of this world better than we know God's ways. If we are evil, know how to good, give good gifts to our children, how much more will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So when we ask God for things that are on our hearts, ask God for maybe a change in job or a change in the way that we live or a change in relationship or a change in, you know, just life in general. Like, Lord, I just need a vacation. I'm asking you to, to help me find time to just get away and, and take a deep breath and enjoy nature. I mean, just help me, Lord, reboot. I'm asking for help. I'm drowning here. I mean, just being honest in asking for God. And then Jesus goes further to say the best gift to ask for is more of the Holy Spirit. And why is that such a great thing, having more of the Holy Spirit? Because the Holy Spirit gives us gifts. We learn about the gifts that come from the Holy Spirit in 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14. We also learn about some of the gifts um, in Romans 12. And then there are gifts that Jesus also gives 
And those gifts are found in Ephesians 4. But the Holy Spirit gives gifts and gifts are presents. Like gifts are to be enjoyed. Gifts are to be used. Gifts are like, oh, thank you so much. I mean, it's better than any Amazon package that can come to the door or Christmas present because these are given by God and God is our maker and he knows exactly what will bring peace to our heart. He knows exactly what will bring joy to our souls. He knows exactly what will put a spring to our step. So by asking for more of the Holy Spirit, we're asking for his gifts. We're asking for wisdom. We're asking for understanding to know how to handle certain things. I mean, instead of going through our to-do list or our checklist, okay, I prayed for that person, check. I prayed for that, check. I prayed. It's like being in a relationship, asking God, asking God to help us, asking God to get us through the day. I'm going to share a story that just recently um, I asked God. I moved I um, on one of the social media sites. I wrote down that I am an Emmaus traveler. And uh, the road to Emmaus was where Jesus met two disciples after he died and was resurrected. And he was walking with these two disciples that didn't recognize Jesus until they were actually sitting down with him eating. And so I put that I'm a, an Emmaus road traveler from California to Alabama because I did live in Fullerton and in San Diego for years and years and years. And I still go back to, like my daughter says, once a month, I see you more now, mom, than I saw you when you lived here. And uh, I, so I travel back and forth between Alabama and um, California and they are very different, let me tell you. And it was quite an adjustment to come to Alabama. I have to say that, but there is so much peace. I mean, there's so much nature in Alabama that it is hard to not feel the peace of God as you have every kind of bird show up on my back porch and all these little critters, including deer looking at me like, are you going to feed me? And it's just, it's just amazing the difference between that and like the busyness of just the freeways in um, San Diego. But I say this because I, the Lord literally did drop two houses out of the sky because Bobby and I came to um, Alabama together um, to reboot the ministry of Daily Disciples. And so when we got here, they were in Alabama, they were having the same housing crisis because we live in a very, very pretty area around Lake Martin. Um, and a lot of people are leaving California to come to other parts. And this is one of the Martha Stewart's best place to retire type of thing. We didn't come here to retire. We came here to continue working for the Lord, but we did come seeking um, like a reboot. So we needed a, like a uh, kind of a hassle-free environment, which is what we found by Lake Martin in Lake Martin. And we have a wonderful church here. But the house that I ended up getting was wonderful. I am sure it was wonderful. What, what the person did in this house was absolutely amazing. She had the best of everything. But after it's 20 years old and you don't, you know, you don't update certain things because you are getting older, things were breaking. So all the toilets had broken and then the, um, the garage door broke and then, um, the dryer broke 
And the dryer, I just said, ah, forget about the dryer. I just went to Bobby's house and dried my clothes at her house. I would put out a bar in the garage and, and dry the clothes naturally out in the garage. You know, I mean, you can, you can make it without a dryer. But when my hot water heater broke, then I knew, oh boy, this is trouble. This is in, this means I got to get that fixed because you need hot water, especially with that COVID and all the colds and flus going around. You need hot water for your dishwasher. You need hot water to take a shower. I mean, we need hot water. So I was feeling defeated one day in my beautiful backyard. And I looked at the beautiful trees and all the birds, the squirrels, the, I mean, you know, the deer. And I said to the Lord, you know, Lord, you are amazing. I praise you because you did drop this house out of the sky for me to have. I know this house is your will. It's a miracle. Um, I praise you for knowing the end from the beginning. I praise you that you gave me the faith to even come here, which was a miracle in itself. And then I went through repentance and I had a bad attitude that things were breaking. And, and, and then I went to ask. And I said, you know what, Lord, you are my husband. Um, and I am asking you to take care of this. I am asking you to find me a dryer. I drive around Alabama. And yes, I live in a beautiful area of Alabama. Yes. But there are other areas of Alabama that I have seen that there are like appliance outside, appliances and cars on the front yard. And I said, if there are appliances on the front yard, in Alabama, there has to be a dryer somewhere in one of these houses that's not being used that I can have for free. And Lord, I'm also asking for you to fix the hot water heater because it is hard to get plumbers out here in the woods. You know, like I have great neighbors and I do live in a, in a residential area, but it is kind of tucked away uh, from civilization. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, a very quiet, peaceful, beautiful place. And it's hard to get people up here. And, and the, my neighbors do say, you know, they'll say they're coming and they don't come. So I was giving this to the Lord and then I stop with the why and I say, but I yield to you and, and I know your will is best and I want your will. So I, I just prayed that prayer and then you don't just stop there. Like you have to continue to pursue the things that you need. You can't just like throw the prayer up and go, I'm done moving on. So after I prayed that prayer, I picked up the phone and called my friend Lisa and she said, Oh, the best place to buy appliances is down at Rick's. And, sh and she said, it's better than, you know, Home Depot and Lowe's. And, and I said, okay. So I called my other friend who has the truck. And so we went down to Rick's and, um, I walk into Rick's and I got to tell you, their washer and dryers and all their appliances were a lot less expensive than Home Depot and Lowe's. And, but I also saw a whole bunch of appliances, washer, dryers, refrigerators, you know, uh, dishwashers, all this stuff in the front of the parking lot. And so when I walked in, the guy behind the counter, I said, so I appreciate your prices, but I want to know what are those appliances outside? And he said, well, Rick, as his hobby, comes in on Sundays, on the weekends, and he fixes up all the appliances that people don't want anymore, either like 
the dryer broke, so they want to get a matching set. So then we get the washer or, you know, something went wrong and they just decided to just replace it completely or the remodeling. So we get what works and they just fix it. And I said, oh, so I can pay $500 for this dryer that's new inside the store, or I can pay 150 and wait till Sunday at three o'clock and get that dryer. And he said, yeah. And matter of fact, there's five dryers already out there. So yeah, Rick will fix them. And, and he puts a warranty on them and, and you can come down on Sunday and, and pick out a dryer. And I was like, wow, that's great. And I, I said to the guy, well, it's true because I'm expecting my washer to drop my washer to break next. So then I'll need a matching set. Like, so yeah, you're right. I only want to pay 150. So I got back in the car with Diane and I said to Diane, but you know what, Diane? I said, well, I didn't even say this to her. I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, that is a great deal, but that's not free. I mean, 150 is a great deal. And Diane, my friend, was willing to come back down with me on Sunday to get it, but it wasn't free. So I thought, well, I'm going to still pray for free, but if not, I'm going to get one here because 150 is a great price for an appliance. And they had Maytags and, you know, they had really good names out there. So, um, so the next day was an event that we have at church called Second Saturdays. And Second Saturdays is a women gathering that we get to know each other and we tell each other like our life stories and and we connect because we do live in a very spacious place that it's hard to kind of get together. So um, we do this every second Saturday of the month. And so I was talking about my my dryer and the great deal that I found at Rick's and that my hot water heater broke too. Uh, but at least I was going to get a dryer the next day. And then my friend, Sharissa, who was at Second Saturdays, came up to me and said, Tio? My name is Tony Lee, but I go by TL. And she said, TL, I have a second house and I have just a dryer in the house. I already got rid of the washing machine, but the dryer's only been used like four times. It's a Maytag and you can have it for free. I said, for free? She said, yeah. And I said, when? She said, tomorrow. I said, Sunday? I already have Diane coming. That is great. Thank you. And so... The next day was Sunday, and of course I'm thanking the Lord, but I can't believe, like, I'm saying, okay, Lord, there's got to be, like, a hiccup in this because I can't believe I pray for a free dryer, and here I'm going to get one today. On the very day, I was going to get one at Rick's. And I said, but you know what, Lord, how am I going to get this dryer in the house? I need some help to get the dryer in the house. So, Lord, as I go to church this morning, can you please, like, knock on my heart and tell me who to ask who could be available to help me? So... I go to church and as I'm leaving church, I'm one of the last ones to leave. And there was uh, a young man. He's around 21, 22. His name is Seth. And I said, Seth, are you doing anything this afternoon? And he said, yeah, I'm going golfing around four. And I said, well, do you mind coming with me to Sharice's house so that I can pick up a dryer? I said, I already have the truck with Diane, but I need help getting the dryer into the truck, out of her house, and then into my house. And he said, no problem. I'll go get Sean and we'll be right over. <laughs> like, wow, this is great. Thank you, Lord, so much. Right? So now I'm like, wow, God is answering my prayers. So after the dryer literally got into my house and does work, and it's a commercial grade, which was amazing, I was looking at the dishwasher saying, okay, Lord, 
how are you going to deal with the hot water heater now? <laughs> what am I going to do now, Lord, with the hot water heater? And I said, I'm asking you, Lord, to please. And you know, the reason why I'm asking the Lord this is because it was a huge, huge commitment and a huge lifestyle change to move out of San Diego to come to Alabama. I mean, huge. And so there are times I just need to see God's hand is clearly moving and working in my life, right? So I said to the Lord, okay, how are you going to fix this? Well, right then I got a text from a man I had met three months ago who came to fix the toilets. Now, three months ago, when this plumber came out to fix the toilets, I was having horrible stomach problems. And it was embarrassing because I had to use the bathrooms while he was here, okay? So it was horribly embarrassing. And I was saying to the Lord, why of all days am I having stomach troubles on this day? Well, I get a text from him after the dryers in my house that says, Hey, TL, I've been praying for you. How's your stomach? And I said, my stomach is great, but how? I said, but do you fix hot water heaters? And he said, I do. Take a picture of it. So I took a picture of the hot water heater and sent it to him. And he said, I can be there on Tuesday to fix it with a new one. And you know what he did? He showed up on Tuesday and he put it up to code and it is an amazing hot water heater. And all I could do was say, thank you, God, because he does hear prayers and we can ask him anything and he will move in our lives. We have to be willing to praise him, to put him in the right perspective and then repent because we know we fall short in what we do, but we're thankful for Jesus's grace. And then we ask him and we can ask him from the biggest miracle to the smallest, from, from, you know, a free dryer to, you know, being cured of cancer. We can ask the Lord anything. And if he answers us, even in the small details of life, then we can trust him with the big ones. And then we yield to him his will. So I was embarrassed when that plumber was out three months prior. But now I am thanking the Lord that I had stomach problems because this plumber texts me the exact day I'm praying for a water heater. And you know, just like the supply chain has affected San Diego, it has affected here too. So you can't get all, all the appliances and all the cars that we used to get before COVID. So it was just a miracle in every regard of how God moved, just confirming to me more and more that his will will be done. And sometimes it comes with just yielding to his ways. And his ways are not always easy. Let me tell you, his ways are um, picking up our cross daily and following him. But he does tell us that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So if we keep our eyes focused on Jesus, he will help us. We just have to remember to pray. We have to remember to have a conversation with God and to not think that anything is too small to include the Lord in. If you're just clicking on now, I hope that you've uh, enjoyed this acronym of P-R-A-Y, pray, which is praise, repent, ask, and yield, or God's will. If you're new to Daily Disciples, 
podcast. You can find more at the uh, connectionsnetwork.tv. That's the website. There's also an app called Connections Network. And there's more Bible study teachings. Bobby Brooks and myself have been the co-founder of Daily Disciples Ministries, Media for Women Enterprises, and now the Connections Network uh, for over 20 years. And our focus has primarily been women. We know women pretty well. We're both very different women. So uh, we do see the Lord has worked through that. And I just want to encourage you to keep the good fight keep your hope alive know that god is listening do not grow weary in doing well and i pray that the lord blesses you and keeps you and that he continues to shine his face upon you and give you peace and he can do that through prayer so be sure to continue that conversation with god as we continue this series of having a conversation with god thank you for joining me today Again, my name is Tony Lee Adamson, and thank you for listening. Thank you for joining Daily Disciples Podcast with Tony Lee Adamson. No more fake, fancy, or fluffy, but real and raw conversations dealing with life and spirituality. For more information, go to dailydisciples.org or connectionsnetwork.tv. And we can't wait to talk to you soon.